Yo, what's poppin', everybody? Welcome back into the Break Started Podcast. Here with you today, Sean Filson, Zach Taylor. Zachary, how you doing, pal? You know, you would think they would just know who's going to be on the podcast at this point. <laughs> well, it's last crazy. week it was just me. Yeah, yeah, true, true. I, Did I, you I, listen to that at all? I watched, I listened like the first like five minutes. Yeah. I didn't get to listen to the whole thing. I was like... I'm not going to say why Zach's not here. I'll let him do that if he wants to. But. Yeah. I just had like a little family thing. Um, my grandpa's okay. He is at home and napping as per usual. So he's okay. He It was a little funny though. Obviously like the situation was not funny. But this man, they were getting this man high as a kite in the hospital. It, it was funny. I hope I, – I'm going to make sure he listens to this episode just so he can know that we were talking some shit. Um – but, Sean, why don't you go ahead and tell everyone what we're going to talk about today. Actually, how was your extended day? You had to stay oh a little late. So, I had to go in early, too, because we had a cleanup day. Mm. Like, had to pressure wash the bar, you know, uh, clean all the soda guns, mm-hmm. clean all the blenders, like, deep clean everything. So, I had to get there at 8 a.m., which, I mean, I was scheduled to get there. Usually, I scheduled now to get there at 10. Mm-hmm. So, it's like... Two hours earlier. And you and had to a, stay late. And it's a 45-minute drive there every day. Mm-hmm. And then I have to stay until like 5.15. And I'm just like, bro, this is so long. <laughs> but I made good money. It's okay. Um, as long as money's rolling in, I, like, I'm like i okay you with it. wake up early. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So today we're going to be talking about the breakout starters or break breakout finding the, the break starters breakout stars stars and finding breakouts that break <laughs> in like starters that. say it again the break starters breakout stars sure i'm on, i'm naming the title of that <laughs> break starter breaks breakout stars i can't even say it's it, like one of those yeah. break starters breakout starters say Biggie. that yeah say that five times fast no no, 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 not us. No, 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 Your dad is sitting there just like, breakout, breakout, star, 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 breakout, breakout, starters, star, breakout, starter, breakout, starter. And he's going to text me like, I did it. And? Wasn't that hard. Y'all couldn't do that? Figure something better. He's like, maybe maybe you should have had me on his app since y'all couldn't do it. I'm just saying. Just going to throw that out there. Dang, we're just roasting everybody today, huh? So, let's talk about some breakouts. Um, Sean, I don't think, let's not hint at any of the, actually, do you want to hint at one of your pers- people? Throw a little hint out before we kind of explain a little bit more. He, <laughs> actually, he, don't, don't, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to, okay. That he's on a team. He is one of the two players that their nickname is an animal. Wow. That was actually a freaking really good. That was really good. Wasn't it? You like that mean, one? That's kind of a lot of people. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you if I'm hinting at someone that's on my honorable mentions or if it's someone that we're going to actually – or I'm going to go in depth about. Um, Sean has quite a few of their basketball rookie cards. Okay. I have quite a few of a lot of people. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> at this point, I have a lot. They're they're undervalued at the moment. Shoot. All, all right. Well, they're all kind of that. In my mind, the, a lot of them are undervalued. Actually, dude, Sean, Sean so, looking at his Luca card. Oh, why is this not a billion? Come on now. Come on. <laughs> no, actually, uh, I was on Facebook the other day, and we, were, Abby and I, were going to Olive Garden after Ryan's meat got rained out, and this guy posted on there 
he was doing like a little fire sale so they like throw up a bunch of cards and give like a price or say like best offer or whatever mm-hmm. and uh he threw up a silver Tyrese Maxi love it which is like a 60 70 dollar card it was that and then uh some like insert card that's just like a you know instant impact type thing okay and it's just him which isn't worth much insert just means it's like a jersey piece in there no, no, it means like something's in there. It's just no, it's just like literally a card oh. and it's just designed differently. Okay. It's not like a base card. Okay. But obviously they have all the colorways and silver is like the best one that's not numbered. Okay. Cuz like some of them like you'll start getting numbered ones and everything, but silver. Okay, so I got two cards. One of them is a 60 to 70 dollar card. Mm. I got both of them for $3. Cuz I noticed it was silver and he I guess he thought it was just a base. And base is like a two dollar card. I'm just confused why you wouldn't just take like the five seconds to just like search. He said he was. Di- I he like messaged me and he was <laughs> like, "Yeah, man, I uh, I was up really late doing all these, and I was like, well, I got some extra cards just to like balance out like you like stealing that. Kind of really knock it in there. Bro, I just I I ended up getting that a Denny Abdia rookie auto that was signed. Or, obviously, auto. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was numbered. I got that, and then I got a couple other ones that I like a lot. Um, I think I got a Trey Mann auto, actually. Um, So, pretty cool. Um, But, yeah. So, I don't know who your breakout, or what your... Because I have a lot of of cards. So, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Are we doing honorable mentions first? Let's I feel like we let's should do, do our missions first. Okay. Yeah. They, they uh, don't get enough credit. We usually throw them in at the end. We're going to go first with them. So, uh, number one, the, per- the person that I was mentioning that I threw a little hint out for is one of my honorable mentions. I'll go hit him first, Trey Murphy. Okay. I like him. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think he does have a good chance to break out. I just don't know if, uh, compared to the two guys that I named, if he's going to break out to the point that I would – completely call it a breakout if you'd say i think he's going to like have a bigger role and be impactful and finally get like some you know espn sports center highlights you know some stuff like that i just don't know if he's going to be enough to where it's like a casual fan is going to actually know his name to to the point of like you know like how many people are really going to name like the seventh guy off the bench on the box like yeah like i don't know okay so my first potential breakout Okay. And since you went with a rookie, I'm going to go with a rookie. Okay. Um, I'm going with Quentin Grimes. Okay. A play, a name that was like super popular in those Donovan Mitchell discussions. They didn't want to add him and RJ together with all the picks. Mm-hmm. And so it looks like they're valuing him as like a basically lottery pick. Yeah, I don't really understand that. I think he's going to be really good. But the reason I'm picking him as a breakout is because... Honorable mention. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honorable mention for a breakout mm-hmm. is... Um, so, you know, Evan Fournier is basically the starting two on that team. Which I still and, you know, can't he's believe getting, he's, like, yeah, in he's, the league. He's getting older, so I'm picturing Quentin Grimes, who you wouldn't include for a trade package. It's like the Tyler Hero thing. Mm. It's like, you're not going to include him in the trade package, so, so you're going to try to juice his value. He should be highlighted. And you must believe in him a ton, so that playing time's going to go up. Mm. I'm, I'm going to assume that, if not at the beginning of the season... By some point in the season, he will be starting over Fournier. And then my last thing was he shot 38% from three his rookie year. So um, I got Patrick Williams as an honorable mention. More of not really like an, uh, 
a breakout in my opinion. I think it's more just like a make or break. Obviously, uh, rookie season cut short. I mean, we really didn't get to see him at all. Um, so kind of just a, a, ser- a situation sorry, where he needs to step in and actually show a, a year full of off-the-court work when we haven't seen anything. Yeah. I don't want to go with straight second-year guys just yeah. because it's like that's, picking a breakout for a second-year guy should be like its own category. Right, you know? and and like, that's why most of these guys are going to be – my honorable mentions, I have another second-year guy as well. Um, actually, I'm gonna, let, me, let me just go straight into it just because I mentioned it. I got Moses Moody in there as well. Um, he's coming up – he played so much time on the Warriors G League team. Hopefully – his points per game of like he had like thirty points per game or something like that in the G League. Like, please just translate into an NBA player, get some minutes. Um, I don't think he's gonna have like the transcendence of Jordan Poole or anything like that. But which Jordan Poole's rookie year, he was considered one of the worst players in the league. Yeah, which is crazy. And then when they like sucked and they like basically tanked the, well, they, they they tanked the James Wiseman and then the. Um, Kuminga year. Those mm-hmm. were technically tank year. Well, one was definitely tank year, and then the other one was basically. Um, and it's – I want Moody to be good because I have a I have a couple pretty high-end cards of his that are rookie cards. Actually, I have one that's like – I didn't even think it was, but I checked the value on it, and it was like a $250 card, and I was just like – I didn't, I was just going to throw this one away. You want to – can you be good? <laughs> So I mean, if it's two fifty right now, imagine mm. when he like if he does mm. become good. But uh, I don't want to go with another second year guy. But mm. I'm so high on Mobley, like I'm still like I I, I almost put him as extraordinarily high on him. Like there's people talking about him, like smart people, like Sam Vecini, mm-hmm. me, the- <laughs> me, also uh, me. But it's like they're ex- they talk they had to talk themselves out of him winning defensive player of the year this upcoming yeah. year, and it's like if you have to talk yourself out of a second year guy not getting defensive player of the year, he must be freaking yeah. insane. Because if that if you're already thinking about him being that, like I think that he had one of the best chances to make an all defensive team as a rookie that I've ever seen, or not that I've ever seen, but. I think the only other rookie that's made it, Anthony Davis might have, don't quote me, but I think the only other one was Tim Duncan that made an all-defensive team in their rookie year. Shaq? Shaq was before Tim Duncan. Okay. You're saying the most recent. I think the most recent one was Mention the stat that you mentioned to me uh, before we started recording about the defensive player of the year. So, defensive players of the year. Um, The – I – Again, don't quote me because all this was all heard in a mm. podcast. Um, but Tim Duncan was the most recent player to win it. I think I think it was rookie year, but it might be second year. Yeah, go ahead and look that up. Yeah, but um, most players win their first defensive player of the year in their fifth season. Rudy Gobert, Draymond, Kawhi got it in his fourth season. But when you look up and down – uh, so basically, you're going back to the 2018 draft. You go and look, and McCall Bridges is a good one right there. Jaron Jackson, he's one, but you know, like those were two players that honestly probably top five this past season in defensive player votes. And I think McCall was two. I believe so. He was I definitely think. up there. He, he was either two or three. But fifth year is when that like 
Oh, uh, Dwight Howard was another one that wanted it in their fifth season. So all these players that are like crazy defensive talents, Rudy Gobert, a three-time defensive player of the year winner. Dwight Howard, three- or four-time defensive player of the year. Draymond, probably the best defender in this generation, honestly, wanted in his fifth year. All three of those guys. And then Kawhi wanted in his fourth year. Um, so, yeah, that's what they really did to talk themselves out of Evan Mobley. But I think I think him and Scotty Barnes are going to be, like, stupid crazy good. Like, I think Scotty Barnes, obviously, won rookie of the year, which a lot of people weren't expecting, but ended up doing it. But he's just a defensive menace, and I think his scoring is going to come up and, you know, playmaking is going to be even better than it was his rookie year, which I think he averaged about five assists this past season. So, I mean, if that even goes up, you're looking at a guy that's averaging probably 17, 8, and 5 or 6. I mean, 17, 8, and 6, that's a pretty dang good stat line for a I guy that's not a score. I think he can get that score. points up. I think the points thing is a little underrated on the increase I can see. Because he already had – what was it? I think I looked at his stat line earlier today. It was like eight rebounds, something like that per game, right? Yeah. He can he can easily get that double digits. I'm not super worried about that. The assist, you know, I mean, like, dude, if you're getting over like four, like you're probably passing the ball a lot. Like you probably have a high usage percentage, which is something I'm going to mention uh, uh, on one of my breakout guys. Um, I think the points can go up. I really do, because he put up 16 or 17 this season. So it's like, you, I I I'm not arguing with that. I think I think he can do even more than what you're saying. Um, so. I have one other honorable mention, and then do you have any more honorable mentions, and then we can go straight into it? I have the honorable mention. Okay. Uh, my one, and again, kind of ties into the Moses Moody and the Patrick Williams, more of like a break, make or break than a breakout, um, is Lonnie Walker moving to the Lakers. I, mean, I think he might be the most fun player to watch on that team, in my opinion. Uh, hopefully can work his way up the depth chart and kind of get maybe some starting time at some point. Um, but maybe not. They have so much veteran talent, so it might be a little hard, but someone to keep an eye out for. Um, I do want to mention Josh Primo just for a second because youngest player in the league this past season, and I think he's still top seven in youngest player. Um, and then uh, my main, my true, like, should be on my list, but I don't want to be a homer. And then obviously since Chet is out this season – I worry that nobody's going to be like, oh, yeah, he's he's broken out as a star. But I do think Shea Gilgis-Alexander makes his first all-star team this season. Probably should have made it two years ago. Honestly, probably should have made it last year. Um, but this season – or I'm actually going to start with last season. DeJounte Murray made it when his team was uh, at like a 350 win percentage. They were like – they're like 15 games under 500, which is – they didn't turn it on until after the All-Star break. But DeJounte Murray and all or, and SGA, they're on like the same – like everybody views them in like the same tier. But I think Shea is obviously better. But then after the All-Star break, Shea had aver- – he averaged 34 points per game and had I think nine of his 12 games were 33-plus. And it's just like – that that guy, especially if he had Chet on the team right now, his assists would go up, his scoring would go up because he's going to be playing more of an off-ball role just because Josh Giddy is so good at finding his teammates and setting them up for success that I'm just like, 
Shea could honestly average 30 points per game this season, and I wouldn't be shocked in the slightest. And he's also kind of walking into a good situation. Three All-Stars from the West are gone now. Uh, DeJounte Murray, Donovan Mitchell, and I'm going to just go ahead and throw Andrew Wiggins in there. Now, keep in mind, there could be another if you say, like, Draymond isn't an All-Star. Could, could not be. That's kind of a borderline for me. Um, I think the Warriors will have two, whether it's Wiggins or Clay. I could could see it as well. Um, But, yeah, yeah, Clay. I I could definitely see Clay. All right. Thank you for correcting me. I think Uh, uh, Lillard wasn't on the All-Star team this past season. Okay. And then one of my other players, my my breakout player. If the Triplers are also bad, then y'all, I mean, Shea might just straight up be him. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, Chris Paul's getting up there in age. And, yeah. It just depends where they put, like, Luca, where they put Booker, where they put, like, all these other players that are in the West. But, there's open spots on that all-star team. And it's going to come down to whether coaches are going to want to put an OKC player on there. Whether our team is good or bad. I mean... I want to see them... I want Shea to ball out for the reason that I want them to have to choose him. I want, I want them to... Because to some extent, like I think he's played worthy enough to be an all-star the last two seasons. But we've never put him on there because we don't think that he's like... We, we just don't – I don't think a coach is going to pick him. So I want him to play up to a level where the coaches are forced to make that selection because the fans didn't pick him. You know what I mean? I, because to some extent it almost feels like the coaches have this slight view of y'all to where it's like, oh, they're, th- they're tanking. We shouldn't pick anyone from that team. If, even though DeJounte Murray gets the pass, even though Lillard almost got the pass last season for being on a bad team. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I want, I want uh, Shea to play to a level where he has to be picked. I think he will get to that level this season, but let's go ahead, hop into our real let's do it mentions. You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Um, yeah, you go first. Okay, sweet. I'm gonna jump right into it. I got Tyrese Halliburton. Um, I'm, I've been trying to bang the drum for this guy for I don't even know two years. Literally, as soon as we found out this man fell way too far in the draft, um, been trying to get this man his credit. Uh, he averaged 17.5 points per game. 9.6 assists, 8, 1.8 of steals, uh, 2.2 3-pointers made per game on 50.2% shooting from the field and 84 or 84.9, 85% from the line um, in his 26 games on Indiana Pacers this season since being traded, okay? Um, the addition of Mathern, in my opinion, uh, to this offense should allow Rick Carlisle to run some more interesting like schemes and uh, movement off the ball for uh, Tyrese Halliburton, because in my opinion, if they're moving Sabonis to get him, he has to be the focal point. Kind of in the same scenario where like they wouldn't move Grimes. If if you either get paid or you are put on the untouchable list, and or get traded a superstar for in Sabonis, you should be the guy, or you should at least be treated to the level of plays are getting ran for you, which I'm excited to see. Um, I don't really think he got a lot of plays ran for him on Sacramento. Um, I went back. I was a little curious and found an article written in September of 2021, okay, saying how Rick Carlisle's offensive system can unlock Karis LeVert, okay? I gave it a little read because I wanted to kind of see, like, what they had to say then. Um, Obviously, we only got to see 26 games, so I was a little curious. Karis LeVert isn't on the team anymore. But I do kind of see some similarities in their game, being just, like, taller, not ball dominant, but willing to handle the ball kind of guys. And a lot of the highlights of Karis LeVert were patience, Skills at manipulating pick and roll defenders and building into his floater slash long twos. Weird. I'm pretty sure Tyrus Halliburton is good at all three of those. Okay. The other thing that I want to say is 
there's a nuance that I think is missing that Karis LeVert wasn't natural. I think he was a natural scorer, um, while Tyrese Halliburton has increased his assist per game continuously, every, every season. Um, even bumping up to 9.6 assists per game in his 26 games after being traded to the Pacers. 9.6, bro. 9.6 over 26 games. That's not like a 10-point sample. That's not a 12-point sample. That's not a 20-point sample. 26 games. Almost at what? A third of the season, basically. Okay? Uh, now, don't get it twisted. This this assist per game increase isn't empty. Okay? He also saw an increase in his points and rebounds after being traded. And here, here's the kicker, Sean. Here's the kicker. He saw increases in all of these, including like a two and a half assist per game increase, okay? While only seeing a 2% usage increase. 2%! Basically running the same amount of possessions with his, his, the ball in his hands as his 51 games in Sacramento, and he saw an increase in points, assists, and rebounds. I think that just comes with being the star of the show. And like, Matherin's coming in? Yeah. Like, Matt Matherin should no doubt help Halliburton more than De'Aaron Fox could have ever. I'm not. I'm sorry, but like the way that he plays, the way that he cuts, gets open, the way he can handle the ball and let Terry Halliburton get off ball. Like, I I love that combination. Um, so I don't know if you did this as well for yours. I probably should have mentioned it to you. I, I kind of threw mine in there last minute. I did expectation. And I'm gonna put it on here and stats wise or like I, I did player. stats for one of them. I did a, a award for another. You know what I mean? Just kind of like a notation. Um, so my expectation, and I'm gonna put this in my like hot takes thing on my spreadsheet, and we can kind of do what I did uh, previously and re- review it at the end of the season. My expectation for him is 21 points per game, nine assists, 4.5 rebounds. Now the 4.5 is. Honestly, not an increase. It's roughly what he's averaging right now. I think he had like 4.3-ish. So not a big jump right there. But I think he can sustainably hold up this nine assists per game and increase his points per game, going from 17.5 to 21. Um, And one of my biggest things for that is currently – sorry, I'm trying to zoom in as I'm talking at the same time. Um, Currently, he is uh, taking roughly like 3.2 free throw attempts per game. Okay, so there are 40 players who score greater than or equal to 20 points per game. And that list is, as you would expect, all studs. Okay, there's no casual fan that doesn't know a player on that name unless you're surprised when you see Kristaps on there. Okay, Um, now of those 40, 32 of those guys had greater than or equal to four free throw attempts per game. That's an insane hit rate. 32 of 40. And some of those are like just absolutely just like sinners who got just got fed volume and they just don't have the free throw attempts. Okay, um, so with that in mind, I I need my my restraining factor on him is him getting that four free throw attempts per game. That's going to tie into him like attacking the rim more, which he really really does not do enough. Him getting more pull ups off of pick and rolls, maybe catching a foul there. Um, but I really and on top of his twenty one nine and four point five. I have him making the All-Star game. Ah, now, I think... I was going to ask you if you had him there. I think that's going to be extremely hard. DeJounte just came over. Devin, Donovan Mitchell just came over. Now, he might get it as being an injury replacement. I don't care. I have him making the All-Star. And I it's going to be extremely hard. But I had to be a little hot takey with it, giving him All-Star. Okay. I like it. Um, 
Yeah, I'm excited. I I love how Halliburton plays. I mean, he's honestly plays kind of similar to Shea mm-hmm. in some facets of the game. Not obviously not in all of them, mm-hmm. but um, he he just just has a smooth game, like a smooth feel to his game. And I think I think it's that speed. It, it's like yeah. like when those when these lanky guards like can He's, slow he can just down. Play at his own speed. Oh, it feels great. And he he, had, he has a pretty good team around him. Oh, I yeah. mean it's not like. No world beater. It's probably like a top five pick team. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I like a lot of the pieces on it where they have, uh, obviously, Benedict Matherin, who you brought up. They still have Buddy Heald and Miles Turner, who are on that team. And those are just – and they, they actually got a couple, like, good later picks. I can't – they have uh, Kendall Brown, who they got at, like, 49 or something. And then I think they had one other pickup. They got – uh. Didn't they get the Gonzaga dude? Andrew Nimhard, yeah. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. Uh, so two smart, versatile players. Bro, they got Kendall Brown at 48. Every, oh, yeah, 48. I can't believe how low One that off. is. off. Like, he was, a, he was top 10 pick, like, throughout the first half of the college not for, season. Not for us. Not oh, yeah. For no, us. No, no. Don't, you can go back and peep that episode. We didn't, um... But, uh, yeah, so I'm going to hop into mine. Yes, I, I am really excited for Halliburton. But my... First player. I'm going with Keldon Johnson. Mm. Somebody who was drafted a little while before. I mean, it, feel, it feels it feels like, like a friend. lot longer. Feels but like he friend. was in the 19 draft. Yeah. So, Keldon Johnson, he just agreed to a four-year, $80 million contract extension. I think he is going to be the player that gets the biggest bump from uh, DeJounte. DeJounte getting moved. And, I mean... All the Spurs brought back in that were Picks and Gallinari, who they subsequently waived, and now he's injured for the Celtics. But Keldon Johnson. That would have been so sneaky on that Celtics team. What? Gallo? Yes. And now they're talking about them getting uh, Mello, actually. I saw that. Yeah. So Please get Mello. <laughs> Let him guard Giannis. <laughs> Make my day. Yeah, right. Continue, continue. So Keldon Johnson, a guy who went to Kentucky – so that should tell you all you really need to know. Um, so you know you know why he's getting like a special hype from me because obviously I'm a Kentucky mm-hmm. fan, and he should not have fallen to 29. Mm-hmm. Like it's 29. He's either 28 or 29. Um, but first season didn't really do much. Uh, everybody was thinking he was just going to be a drop candidate just because you know end of the draft you know, just. You know, see what, see if you can throw a dart at the board and mm-hmm. hit something. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they did because you look at what he averaged. So his first season, okay, he oh, wrong little area. Oopsies. Uh, so first season, nine point one points per game, which not too bad. I mean, mm-hmm. seventeen and a half minutes a game. Only played in seventeen games, but started one. Okay, second year, he gets a little bump up from that. Twelve and a half points per game. Six rebounds. Get some became, usage. Get some yeah. usage in there. He uh, went and like started being more aggressive on the boards. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you're more aggressive on the boards, when you know you're getting stats, you're going to start playing harder. And playing with a guy like Jakob Pertl, who isn't like super ridiculous on the boards, you can go out and just snag a couple, and that's going to boost your – how you're and, feeling about the game. It still shows like a competitiveness because like Jakob Pertl is not like a pushover. You're not, I'm not starting to say anything like that, but 
But so almost 13 points his second year, six rebounds, almost two assists, and then he was decent on the defensive side of the ball. He averaged about a stock per game. Then third year, this past season, started breaking out a little bit. 17 points per game, 6.1 rebounds, got over the two assists per game mark, and then had almost a steal per game. So biggest thing from his game that you saw in his second year was his three-point percentage. His three-point percentage jumped from, okay, his rookie year was 59% from three. Okay. Um, (laughs) 1.3 attempts per game, which... A lot of I mean, sixty yeah. percent from three is a lot, no matter how many you take. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's a that's a good amount. I mean, I, he probably only took like twenty overall. I say seventeen. That was one point. Like twenty four. Like yeah, that. but second year, thirty three percent from three, and then this past season, right under forty percent. So that kind of player who's gonna bump up their usage on even almost, more on almost four hundred attempts. 40% on almost 400 attempts. That is a legit 40% shooter right there. A legit 40% shooter. That's not like the 22 attempts from, from season one. Yeah. And something else. So usage percentage. I'm going to go rookie year, sophomore year, third year, and then I'm going to do turnover percentage, rookie, sophomore, junior. Um, okay. So usage percentage, rookie year, 17.4%. Then it bumped up to 19.2. Then it bumped up to 21.3. Okay, so it's gone up every single year, and I'd expect it to like blast off after that. Mm-hmm. Turnover percentage, rookie year, I'm going to start with 10.7%, so pretty high. He, he got a turnover on one of every 10 possessions, basically. Then when his usage has gone up, his mm-hmm. turnovers are, have gone down. Mm-hmm. So second year, 9 turnover percentage. And then this past season, 76 So... In two years, his usage percentage has gone up 4%, and his turnover percentage has gone down 3.1%, which pretty incredible when you are not the main facilitator, but you're basically the second guy on ball. So and I, I'm just expecting a really big jump from him where he's going he's gonna to come out and ball because mm. it's just when you get – to uh, I'm trying to think when you get to get the ball and be like the main player on your team even if you're a bad player good stats bad team that's what that's what people can call you because you look at Booker everybody thought okay Booker might just be a good stats bad team mm-hmm. Keldon he's going to get working and working and working and then maybe the Spurs have a really good team in a couple of years maybe he gets traded i mean He's a prototypical wing that you're going to want on a team. I think he's 6'8". I mean, he feels like a guy that's going to get, like, thrown in a deal for, like, a superstar, and the team receiving is going to be mad as hell. And he's actually going to ball for them and then become their favorite player. Oh, just kidding. He's only 6'5". Like, does does that not feel like the career trajectory for him? Like, he'll get thrown in for a deal for someone like, I don't know, Donovan Mitchell or something, okay? Or, like, if, if, if he was in somehow in, like, the opposite side of like a DeJounte type deal. Your team gets him and you just lost Donovan Mitchell or something like that. And you're like, man, we got Kellen Johnson. And then you're like a year later, he's your favorite player on your team. Yeah. That's kind of like what he feels like to me. Um, 
Yeah, I, I want to stress that his usage, his minutes went up, his usage went up with that, which means exponentially he is more involved in the offense, as well as, what was it, almost cutting his turnover percentage in half, 12 to 7, is that what it was? Just incredible, just incredible. Um, I, want, I want him to get the ball more. I want to see if he can, like, handle, because I don't know if he can. But At if Kentucky, he, if, he was if he doing can, pretty good. If he can, I mean, like, that's, I mean, we didn't think DeJounte Murray could handle either. To be fair, for a little bit there, so like you know, I can see it. Um, you have expectations for him? Sorry, I, I know I kind of sprung it on you last minute. Um, so I can't, I I can't see him being an all star this season because yeah. the Spurs are just going to be so bad, and and you already gonna... got Shea being all star, so it's <laughs> yeah, like, so not enough spots. But he would be in the forward most likely. Mm-hmm. So don't see him being an all star. Could be in. Most improved talks. I can see that. Wouldn't I? Wouldn't bet on him to win. The points obviously. per game is hard because he's coming from seventeen. But I could yeah. see like an involvement. But if he's able to help the team win like a certain amount of games and mm-hmm. just be like turn into like a legit star, yeah, what if they you make really the playoffs? Don't have to. I don't think that. Will. I know. I'm just saying. I don't like, think that'll happen. I'm just saying like if they made the playoffs. I mean, like obviously. Oh yeah, for broke sure. Broke the hell out. I mean. Either him or somebody. Yeah. Um, or just Jakob Pertl is <laughs> Jokic. Um, but, yeah, I there's not, like, a ton of expectation. He's just a guy that it's like, would you want him in fantasy over a lot of players? Yeah. yeah. yeah probably. Yeah. He, he honestly... If you play category, please pick him. He honestly is probably the first spur you're going to pick in any... I mean, probably even in Dynasty League. The only one I would... Like Sohan, he's probably not going to be like a big stats guy. You're going to need like you're going to need two assists and two blocks every or two steals and two blocks every game, basically. Yeah. Um, Primo, I mean, I love Primo, but I just I wouldn't take him earlier than Keldon in a fan or a dynasty league. And Keldon's still young. I mean, he came out after his freshman season. I think he's 23, 22, about to be 22, about to be 23. So, I mean. Still super young. Oh, yeah, his birthday is, what, October 11th, 99? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Is that? Oh, yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. I was right. I looked at it earlier, and I was like, let me see if I can remember mm-hmm. that. Um, but, yeah, so I'm just super excited to see what Keldon does this year. I I am collecting his rookie cards, like, at a <laughs> massive rate right now. Him and Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards is a good call. I know his I, cards are already expensive. I think they're going to go up. It, I mean, if he does anything, I actually just got a Tatum rookie card the other day too, and it was pretty cheap, honestly. Hmm. Like I feel like I got it for a steal, Coming just because. Ask. Like if Tatum, like some people are calling Tatum for MVP this year, and I'm just like, okay, slow down just a little whoa, bit. But like, whoa. but like, how how does he win MVP? I mean, if they're they're like number one seed, and then like he the just number like number one seed for a stint. Yeah, and he didn't even get mentioned. That's the only thing. I think it's because they started the season so bad. Yeah. But uh, yeah, go on to your next guy. Okay, so this one, my first bullet of reasoning for this, and I'll say that before I say the person's name. I said to the listeners, "I'm sorry. I know it's somewhat of somewhat of a cop out to pick a rookie as a breakout candidate, but I have to emphasize this. I literally no. have to emphasize this so hard." Sean's out here whispering it. It's Paolo, okay? I knew it. Paolo, and I cannot stress this enough, okay, will get the usage haul. The usage haul, homie. Everything. They, 
There is who is going to beat him? Who would you take the ball out of Paolo's hands to let the game online? Who would you give that to? Suggs? It, okay, maybe. But they didn't even give Suggs the usage last year. I the only player that I would like if this is to take the last shot, right? Okay, it, not the last shot. Okay, if you would divide your hundred possessions over all the players in the Magic. No, well, yeah, I want Paolo to have it, but okay. like end of game. Okay. I want like if it's an out of bounds play, it's either going to be Suggs or Paolo passing the ball in, and I'm basically I'm always going to draw something for Franz. God. Like, yeah, okay, do you he not ni- think so? He nice, but, like, I don't think... No, but, like, yeah. would you rather Wagner be taking, like, the game-winning shot? Yeah. Or, I mean, Suggs did hit that, like, nasty half-quarter. You talking about March Madness? Yeah. Oh, my... With, on, standing on the th- I, the, the scores I, table? Oh, my God. That, hey, that, that, was, that, that made was him go that early, literally. Yeah. Which could have been could have been one more pick, and we could have had Suggs and Chet, who are best friends. So I love you, Giddy. Giddy. So you don't want Giddy? No, bro. Admit I, it right now. Oh, man. I always want Giddy. Uh-huh. I, I will always want him, just because I think honestly, I think Giddy's ceiling is higher right now. But just go go ahead, go keep, a, I, keep talking about Paolo. But wouldn't it be cool if Suggs yes, and Chet, yes, who have been like childhood yes, best friends, that would have been sick. That would be like insane. It's too bad Giddy and Chet are now best friends. So get over yeah, it. Yeah, I'm Sorry. not mad. Um, okay, so. The Magic saw flashes from Suggs and from Franz last season. They did good, okay? Well, you also got the number one pick, so I don't want to hear it, okay? So, and yet, okay, we saw flashes from Suggs and Franz, and yet, the only team you could outscore in points per game was a team tanking, literally, literally tanking the Thunder, okay? The only team you could score more points than. I cannot stress this enough. You scored 104 points per game. Woo! 29. 29 games. 29 games, okay? A third of your games, you didn't even score more than 100. 20, I counted. I I watched everyone. I counted the games. 29, you didn't score more than 100, okay? And not to mention, you scored 104.2 points per game. Last season... You scored a rounding error difference of 104. Awesome. So Suggs and Franz really made a difference, didn't they? They really made you score more points. Hell no. I'm sorry. I love I love I can't say I love them. I like Suggs and I like Franz. I also like Markel Fultz, who played like 16 games or something like that. Okay? I like Cole Anthony. He was the first player that Becca actually wrote something up for the podcast <laughs> on, okay? I they're okay. Everyone on the team is okay. They are not the ball-dominant and creating player that Paolo is, okay? Paolo could quite easily run away with Chet's award. Sorry, um, parentheses. I mean, rookie of the year. Sorry. Um, uh, just based on volume alone. Just volume alone, he could win rookie of the year, okay? Sean, listen to this. Previous rookie of the, rookie of the years and their usage percentage, okay? Now, this is part of the reason why I was a little against Scotty Barnes w- winning it last season. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Before you do this, okay. You so you're calling Paolo to win Rookie of the Year, right? I think I think he's going to win it too. But when was the last time the number one overall pick won Rookie of the Year? Probably not recent. I mean, no, Zion just, probably should have won it, and Ja got it. Uh, Lamelo probably should have gone number one, and he didn't get it, or he got it. Sorry, he should have gone number one. So who I, is it? Who is it? Luca probably should have gone number one. I don't fucking know. Number one? Yeah, the the last number one pick to win Rookie of the Year. I'll tell my head, I don't know. It's Cat. Okay. 2015. Sick. And That's then pretty far. 
Well, okay. I So, the last number one overall pick to win it in their, like, their draft season. Yeah, ben yeah. Simmons you're not counting yeah, the not second. Simmons, yeah. But it was Cat and then, obviously, Wiggins the year before. But those are the last. The That's last. Kind of weird. Feels whenever, like it's due. Um, Feels like it's due. I don't know. Just what, out there. What's, it was, what's the odds for rookie of the year for Pella right now? Oh, they're definitely. He's look, definitely like, like like two to one or something like stupid. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I I agree. Pella is probably going to win rookie of the year. I was just all the podcasts are doing like their preseason mm-hmm. like awards. Which we need to guesses. do that. I know. You'll be, a, you might begin that next week. Uh, we get that. Oh, so, but they were going through and. Some people were like, honestly, don't think Jabari's going to make our rookie team. And I'm just like, okay, that sounds like a real hot take. That's but, you know, hot, hot take. I could see it happening just because I it's mean, like. I they gave Jalen Green first team. I don't know, bro. They might just get That it. was the. St- okay, let's go. Yeah. Keep going. Keep okay, going. okay. So, previous rookie of the years and their usage percentage. Okay. I'm going to start back and. Like I, like I was saying, just to catch us all back up. Okay. Part of the reason why I was a little against Scotty Barnes winning it. Okay. Previous rookie of the years, I'll go previous in time to recent. Okay. Luka Doncic, 30.5%. Insane. Okay. Luka, I'm not comparing him to Luka. Okay. I'm sorry. There are there are current all-stars who can't even get that usage percentage. That's incredible. Okay. Second play, or year after that, John Morant, 25.9. Incredible. LaMelo, 26.1%. Okay. Scotty Barnes. 18.7. Eight, 18, he had less usage percentage than Franz. And I'm saying Paolo can big boy Franz Wagner in usage percentage. So, so not this isn't a diss on Scotty Barnes. I'm just throwing that out there. The leader in usage percentage on over 15 minutes per game and over uh, 15 games played, just kind of like rounding everyone out at the bottom of it, okay, has hit Ricky their win percentage at over 50%. True. I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not saying it's well, automatic, but I'm just saying, yeah. like, I'll take the coin toss. It, it does usually just go to a guard, which is something. Agreed. That, yeah. Like lately, obviously, all, you said. I mean, all, three of those four were guards, and Scotty Barnes is probably the second in the one before him. Usage Ben Simmons, percentage. which like, eh, I mean, kind of a guard. Yeah, Ben Simmons. Before I that, admit. Brogdon. Like, yeah. so like all those. The last like big to win it was Cat and Cat's mm-hmm. Cat. Cat's Cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Cat is probably one of the most offensive, like, one of the most talented offensive players I have ever watched. 100%. And, like, obviously I'm a Kentucky fan, so I'm going to have a little bias. But, like, 100%. he is ridiculous on the offensive side. But looking at it, it is hard for you to, for anybody to vote a big to win yeah. rookie of the year or any award for that matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, before Jokic, the last center to win was Shaq. Yeah. I mean, unless you count Tim Duncan or Kevin Garnett or Dirk, mm-hmm. which you don't because yeah. they were power forwards. Yeah. Which they'd be centers now, but I mean, it's just it's really hard to pick a guard mm-hmm. just because of, or I mean, it's really hard to pick a big just because guards have the ball more. Agreed. Which and, is which is, which what, is what you're saying. That's what, yeah. that's what I'm about to touch on. So the. The usage leaders for the Magic, and this is why, like, it's kind of like a step out there to say he's going to lead them in usage percentage. Okay, so Fultz, twenty six point five percent usage percentage. Now, keep in mind that was then immediately replaced after his season was cut short by Cole Anthony with twenty four point five. Okay, guard guard, 
Then there was Suggs at 24.4. Then Mo Wagner, weird, 22.4. I then, think that was in, like, no time, though. Yeah, I, it, like, it, was, it was low minutes played, but a lot of games, roughly. Um, and then Franz two minutes, two minutes every game. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Nick Stauskas whenever he went yeah. into the Celtics games, and he was just yeah, <laughs> uh, it, very yeah per thirty six of like forty five or something like that. Yeah, um, and then Franz coming in and what would that be? Uh, fifth place as twenty point eight. I don't think any of those players, aside from just a guard needing to run the pick and roll, can out usage percentage. Big boy. Big boy himself. Um, so, just to not keep rambling on about Paolo, my expectation for him is, one, and this is I think is the biggest thing, 30 minutes per game. His first season, he has to, he has to, this is kind of ties to the free throw attempts for Tyrese Halliburton, 30 minutes per game. He has to hit this because, one, first of all, that gets rid of this whole, like, thyroid thing where he sweats and I'm... I'm glad we haven't heard about that in a minute, and I don't want it to come up, okay? Second of all, I or sorry, stats-wise, okay, 18 points per game, 6.5 rebounds, 3.5 assists. You want to know what that set line sounds like? Evan Mobley. Awesome. Cool. Compared to these goobers that he's going to go against this year, with his usage percentage, I think he wins rookie of the year. Crazy I, crazy guess, you know? like that doesn't. Does that sound like a stat line that he can't get? 18, 6.5, 3.5? Out of all those, is the is the assist the hardest one to hit? Like, is the three point five assist the hardest one? Um, and then I have a usage percentage prediction here as well at twenty seven point five percent. I don't, I think he can get twenty eight, but twenty eight would be so hard for a non guard to get. Um, so yeah, those are my two breakouts. I know one of them's a cop out to some extent, but I have to stress this. Yeah, well, Sean, I mean, you you picked. You pick Paolo in that magic redraft whenever he hasn't played a game. And yeah. It, like, I do feel like it was cheating a little bit just well, because it's that, like... That was definitely cheating. Just because it's like, I said, base it off of his preseason games, and he had really good preseason games, which is like, okay, well, <laughs> technically you can only have him in the preseason then, <laughs> you know? Just because it's like, I don't know. He's, he's going to lunch. You can't lunch just, man. like, project. You're basically getting what they were whenever they mm. played. But I'm going to go. Well, the number one, another, another number one. Another number one. A number another one. Another one, number one. Another one. Sean Filson. A number Um, one, another one. Yeah, another number one pick. We're going with Anthony Edwards. Crazy. That was my, that was my animal. Ant and cat. Mm. Yeah, my double animal. See, you knew. I I could only figure it was Vince Carter, honestly, so. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> half man, half amazing. <laughs> half, half, half ant, half dunker. Yeah. Half ant, half dunk. Damn. Half. Ant, half... <gasps> yeah. Okay. So Anthony Edwards, I like. Do I even need to explain why I think he's gonna break out? No. Did you? Okay. No. Okay. Think I really. If you, don't... I, I kind of don't even want to explain. I kind of just want to say, to go watch hustle. I, that honestly, that's the one with Adam Sandler, that right? I have not watched that. Yeah, I have not watched that. Just go watch, and like you will completely he, understand. Is he in that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, Kermit Wilkes is. Sorry, mm. I bought. His is that name. his name? Yeah, Kermit Wilkes. In the show is Kermit. Kermit. <laughs> he picked that. He picked that. You know he. he you know bro, he picked that. You okay? He just 
He seems like the villain that the NBA needs, but everybody loves him because he wants to be that villain. And it's just like, come on, give it to me. Like, I need you to be so good Mm -hmm. just because, like, he is such a cool, like, guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've seen, like, the cut from it where it's like, where you from? He's like, Spain? Sounds wet. Like, just, like, he's just... He's just like talking, and he was like, "He's like, that's your daughter over there." Hey, <laughs> and she like waves at him. He's like, "I think she likes me." <laughs> and it's just like that villain aspect. Mm-hmm. Like Curry was the villain, but nobody like people just bandwagoned on his side. Which I mean, I think that's kind of gonna be what Ant is gonna have. But I mean. He wants to be that guy that everybody hates. Like, just like Trey Young. Mm-hmm. Trey wants to be the guy that New York hates. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm love, dude. Honestly, Jaw kind of gives me some like villain esque, like, wants to. You know, I kind of like, I, we getting a little bit of some like some shit talkers, and I kind of like yeah. it. And, you know, it's getting away from that whole buddy buddy era where it was like, oh, I just want to come play with you. I just want to come mm-hmm. play with you. Now it's like, it's it's kind of getting back to how it used to be, mm-hmm. where it's like, I just want to beat you. Yeah. Like, you may be my best friend. Like, I'm hoping that it's like, obviously, because of the Thunder. But, like, imagine a Thunder Magic, like, finals, where it's like Chet going against, like, Chet and Jalen Suggs just, oh, like, yeah. pan out. Yeah. And it's like best friends going at each other. Mm-hmm. And then it's be just some, like, like, Isaiah Magic Tom, or Magic Johnson type Yeah, shit. well... Isaiah Thomas, Magic Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, you just, like, want to have those – you want to build rivalries, but you also want to have, like, that – Just they, he got that dog in him. And I'm not talking about no chihuahua. I'm talking about it. I'm talking about a pit bull. <laughs> I'm, talking, I'm talking about a German shepherd. I will say, like um, – I haven't even gone into any stats. I just think, I don't even like, know him having that dog I don't even know and, like, to. wanting to be that guy. He, he wants that ball, and you know it. And I will say, like, the last season – Last season, I was not I was not the number one fan of Anthony Edwards to say the least. Okay, I I didn't I do not I still am a little iffy on like his persona off the court. I am buying into it a little bit, but more of like I think he's just in such a situation where he like cannot fail. He's already shown so much being just this absolute spark plug. Oh wait, also a freak athlete. Oh wait, also guess what? He's not ass. You know what I mean? You're not just a spark plug and. Uh, an athlete and like Pat Connaughton, you know what I mean? You are a starter, an an all star esque type player. Like they're, they, you are like the epitome of what everyone wants, like their crazy athletic guard to be with that build, with that body. That's not obviously John Murray is John Murray. Okay, I know he's a freak. I know he's all this, but like Andy Edwards is also huge. Andy Edwards is huge. Six four two twenty five. Two twenty five. This is a running he's back. Thirty pounds more than uh, Chet. Like, what? Like, it, it's that body that you're like, oh, yeah. Like, you see someone get drafted and you're like, oh, I hope he can get. He has like a like Lou that. Dort body. Yeah, like, what? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm really excited to see him. I, I told Sean and Jeff a bunch of times, like, last season, my most watched team was the Cavs. I think the Timberwolves are going to be my most watched team this season. I have to see if Anthony Edwards can pan out. I feel like, I feel like if it's, like, everybody's. Not my favorite team team that you need to watch is has to be the Cavs first. Just because yeah, like 
well, Evan Mobley, like their team was so fun to watch last year. And then they add Donovan Mitchell, who is so fun to watch. Like, I can we get, I, can listen, we get a Timberwolves Cavs uh, Christmas game? They can't change it now. With I know, but like Rudy against oh, Donovan cool. Mitchell with Mobley? That would be cool. <laughs> NBA. Double big, double NBA, big. NBA, make it happen, bro. Cat but, versus Mobley? Cat. And then Rudy Gobert against Jared Allen? And then Donovan Mitchell and Garland against D'Lo and Ant? That'd be super fun. Give me the matchup right now, please. Oh, shoot. I forgot what I was going to say now. But sorry, sorry. Anyways, sorry. anyways. Uh... Right. And the Edwards? Yeah, obviously. Any I prediction? I think he's going to be an all-star. Okay, okay. I think him and SGA are going to take the two all-star spots. And I just think it's time for the league to just turn over. Like, get away from this crybaby Damian Lillard. Get it, Like, Chris Paul, I love you. You've had your run. But, you know, it's time to give it to the younger. Yeah, can we like, get, can we get but, a rotation of, like, But imagine, like, Chris Paul, like – and then Shea gets like his his spot, quote unquote. And Chris Paul is like the mentor that uh, mm. like Chris Paul was Shea's mentor mm. in OKC that one year. I just feel like that would be like so cool. Mm. It would be like super cool for like the OKC fan base and Or if he or if he got picked and it was like an injury replacement and they let Chris Paul pick or something like that. Yeah. So that would be that that would be insane. Now that, but you like obviously you have to have the qualification. He couldn't yeah. be like, oh Larry Shaman, you you're the new all star. Like you can't just do that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I'd, I'm just – Anthony Edwards is going to be, like – Must-watch TV. Yeah, he's going to be must-watch TV. I – it's okay, so it's hard to say that I think he could be a all-NBA player just because Cat and Gobert – Is there a third team or is that – There's third team for okay, all-NBA. that's NBA. what I thought. But if you put one of – Cat or Gobert on one of the teams, you like almost like basically can't put Ant on there because yeah. unless they're like number one seed, you just can't do that because like you can't have two guys on there. Really, no team ever gets like two guys on All NBA unless it's like LeBron and Kyrie, KD and Russ, KD and Curry, like. All those things have to happen, like LeBron, Anthony Davis. Like, you're unless your team is just insane in the regular season, which Rudy Gobert is one of the best regular season players ever. And I think he's going to transform this team into, like, Cat's not a great defender, but Cat played his best defense of his career mm-hmm. playing next to Willie Cauley-Stein yeah. in college. Just absolute where, solid, just rim protector. Where he can just be that off-ball guy. I, I think the All-NBA is, is possible. Let me read you the guards. But, no, but the problem is, is they – so the, the I think he can get it. But the reason I'm knocking him off of it is because Jokic and Bede, they take up first and second team. Who's that third team center if you don't choose Cat or Gobert? Oh, you're going to pick Cat or Gobert. So then so you're, they get two. Unless, they, they get two because they're the second team in the West. I know, but they have to be that yeah. second team, yeah. which is why I'm like – if you're not first or second, then there's just no chance you get that at all. Yeah. And so there's some there's some names on this that I think he could pretty easily be DeRozan. No, I I agree. That's why I'm like, Chris oh, Paul. he could definitely be there. Yeah, Chris Paul, it's Trae just Young, that like... it's just that 
can you put two Timberwolves on the same or on an All NBA team and people not be like, like who are are there any double team players on here? Uh, I'm reading as I fucking scroll down. Uh, I don't think so. Actually, Am I tripping. And I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think so. Unless is Harden on there? It would be Harden and Embiid. Yeah, no. Um, Milwaukee one, Dallas one, Denver one, Phoenix has two. They have Chris Paul and Booker. Okay, so like that's the only team, and they had the best record in the league this past year. So it's like they would basically have to. And Miami didn't even have one, did they? No. It was either Miami or Toronto. Yeah, but who would you pick for Miami? Butler. Bam. Butler. I mean, Bam is Bam is like the third center that I would think would I mean, get an All NBA. Yeah, I mean, like Siakam made it, so it's like, can Ant just be classified as a forward and call it a day? Like, yeah. But what? It, what I think he could be there. It's just I get scared off because of that Cat Gobert thing. Oh, you know what might actually hurt him in that? Does Cat now get power forward designation in All NBA? So now he takes a forward spot. You know what I mean? Now he takes a forward spot. So now. If, if for the some random chance they let Cat Ant be a guard or forward, there's even one less spot now being taken from him. Not not even the whole two from one team thing. Now it's okay. Cat takes the Siakam spot, and then now there's only like two spots he could possibly get. Yeah, and it's between Chris Paul and Trey Young, which again could happen. But yeah, I think I think it is time for the league to turn over onto a new leaf. And although I wasn't super high on Anthony Edwards going to into the draft. I, I honestly I think I had him third, but I mean, is, do we do we think he's better than Lamelo right now or no? No. If you if you were starting a team, like if you're you're an expansion team, you can choose one of those two players. You only get I, one. I think we've seen more from Anthony Edwards, but I would want Lamelo. You think? I think we I think we've seen more from Lamelo. Uh, and it's you're like betting on. I mean that that alone disagreement shows how close it is. Yeah, in my opinion. Which is, I mean, I think that speaks more to Anthony Edwards for me. Well, Lamelo just got all star. Yeah, that's why I'm. Yeah, yeah I guess. But, I'm, see, I just mean more of like playstyle wise. It feels like playstyle wise, the casual fan feels like they would take Anthony Edwards just for the fact of like takeover game aspect, athleticism, highlight dunks, that kind of stuff. While like Lamelo to me. Feels like the correct pick. See, I think I, I feel like that's the opposite. Just really? because I feel like everybody knows Lamelo better for name. J- yeah, just because ball and because Lamelo ball to Miles Bridges. Yeah. Like I feel like everybody just knows Lamelo better with that shitty announcer that draws out everyone's names. Isn't that in that Hornets? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Eric hey. Collins. Eric Collins. Yep. Um. Anyways, those are our breakout stars. Our our break starters, breakout stars. Um, but yeah, that's gonna close us out for this episode. I think it's 136 Ooh, of off the, dome. the Break Starter Podcast. We love you and we're out. Later.